On the Focus Mindset podcast, we interview people with a focus mindset in business, art, sport, music, or any other field that you can think of. We talk about their habits, their challenges, and how they cultivate their focus mindset, enabling them to be successful in life. I'm your host, Shireli Ortela, and today I will be walking you through the mindset of a dear friend of mine, Marianne. She has different roles in life and is doing a great job in staying on top of the game and navigating through these different mindsets. But first, I'll let her introduce herself. Welcome, Marianne. So, tell us who you are, what the roles are that you have in your life, and how you navigate through this. Like, who are you? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, first and foremost, I'm a mother. I have a son. He's four years old. Um, next to that, I am a paralegal in social law. Currently, I work for uh, the city of Amstelveen, mm-hmm. um, where I am responsible for carrying out the policies that make sure that the citizens with a lower income, mm-hmm. it supports them so that they're still able to participate with yeah, the society. In the society, yes. yes. Interesting. Yeah. Very, very, how do you say that? Work that is appreciated, I can believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it does me well to know that I'm helping people yeah. and um, that I can contribute to that part. Nice. So yeah. you're a mommy, you're a paralegal. Yeah. So both like roles that are very much beautiful roles where you are being there for others. Yeah. Exactly. And um, one of my passions is writing. So oh, I'm a writer. Yeah. And I, uh, I've always, I'm, I've been a writer for like all my life. As long as I know that I can write, I write stories. And um, at this point, I write to journal for myself. But what I try to accomplish with it is, as well as to document how someone as me at this time experience things so yeah that, that's something yes. i do for me and yeah. it's funny because you said those things are like uh, other things my other roles are in the setting of providing for others and i really feel like writing is really something that i'm passionate about and that's something really for me nice beautiful so if we just you know summarize <clears throat> for for the ones listening so we have marianne that is a mommy of a four-year-old. I can imagine how busy that sometimes can be. Mm-hmm. And also with his little personality. Yeah. Then she's also paralegal, where she is dealing with law, but also like with citizen that she needs to motivate in some way. And in her downtime, she's a writer, yeah. where she's putting down emotions, thoughts, and experiences down on paper. So those are like three big different roles, which yeah. I think that so it's nice to see that all wrapped up in one person. So let's talk about what kind of mindsets do you need to have for these roles? Because I can imagine it. So, you, you know, if you're dealing with law and then you're dealing with a four year old and then you're writer, writing, mm-hmm. like those are like the three different mindsets that you need to have. How do you what kind of mindset? Let's start with that. What kind of mindset do you need to have? Yeah, the funny thing is you don't, yeah, it's hard to realize the certain roles you do have until someone asks you about them because all of them are me. And in every role, I bring in my experiences, my background, my knowledge. I bring them in to um, yeah, make sure those roles come, to, come alive. But the mindset 
I uh, have for different roles, like uh, for being a mother, mm-hmm. I, I need to have a, a flexible mindset. I need to be agile. I need to be able to provide for someone. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have goals, I have plans for him. But a child learns you that you need to be able to go with the flow. So yeah. go with what he's given back to me, like what his needs are at that point and try to give him that yeah, try yeah. to create a situation where he he is foreseen in those yeah. those needs interesting so you actually mm. bounce back from the energy that he gives gives you yeah and so you said it's a flexible mindset that you need flexible in what way well literally you're, you're creating a world for him and I am a teacher to him. I uh, have to soothe him when he's sad, but I need to make sure that I advocate for him, like um, the things he needs. I need to make sure that that he gets them. And um, uh, the flexibility that is necessary is in certain ways, like there are limits to my patience with him. I want him to be a good citizen. I want him to be a good person. So... I like within those limits, I try to motivate him to be better. I motivate him to to become his own person. And the flexibility comes in yeah, what he needs. He can have a bad period because mm-hmm. with children it goes in periods, not even yeah. like a bad day, but can, he can have a difficult period where he needs a lot of comfort, where he needs rest, yeah. where he needs um, a structure. Yeah. And I'm the one who has to provide that for yeah. him. But there are periods where he is... He's he's discovering things and he needs uh, me to take him out. He needs me to to sh- show him certain things. Yeah. And that's where I need to broaden my own horizon sometimes because the things that he needs might be different to what I need at that point. Yeah. That's yeah. so, so interesting if mm-hmm. you think about it. And I've never thought about it in that sense, but how much um, what he gives you back in terms of energy influences also how you navigate through the day with him yeah and i think that's that's something that's indeed what you mentioned the flexible mindset is part of that if you yeah. don't have a flexible mindset you you know your patient runs out and you're like <laughs> okay okay like, like you can plan everything out perfectly yeah. until the minute but at the end of the day i'm not going to say he decides but at, together yeah, yeah we together need to come to a yeah. compromise uh, yeah. if you can call it such nice. like how how yeah how can i give you what you need yeah yeah okay so then if we go to your other role mm-hmm. as a paralegal what kind of mindsets do you have there as a paralegal i and, and in my current job i need to be able to direct and to keep a keep a uh, um a clear vision of what yeah. the goals are. Like you have a common goal. The common goal is what the the, um, the city of Amstelveen has set as a policy. And that is that they want to be able to, for uh, the lower incomes to participate, the, dif- the distance shouldn't be that big. So that is like the common goal there is. But then again, you're serving the citizens and yeah. they might come with a specific need. And then we, it, it's for me, it's to find how to bring those Two together because I'm working with different parties. I need to direct and first of all analyze what is it they need and what can I provide within the the the, the, the things framework. I can yeah, yeah that I have from, from yeah from my job from out yeah. of gemeente yeah. yeah interesting so you're actually saying <clears throat> you are in a more 
direct directive role you however still need to understand okay you need to bring something to a citizen to someone so you need to understand their needs mm-hmm. but on the other hand you also have the law that you're dealing with yeah. which you need to bring to actually that person partially for them to get active in yeah. a certain area within the society yeah so how how are you what what can you call this mindset because it's quite a lot of things you're you're directing you're understanding the need you're using law how would we how can we put that in one bucket i think because of the different parts that that yeah. that are um that come together you need it yeah a focused mindset a focused mindset a focused like mindset <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you need to be able to always keep your vision clear yeah and um you can try to provide to provide for someone's specific need but you always need to remind yourself that you're serving both parties yeah. and the law and yeah citizen exactly yeah. Interesting. and that's why yeah. it's always important to keep that vision yeah clear focus yeah. on that and always try to educate yourself yeah nice. so yeah the focusness yeah. is very that's that's interesting here, yeah. so that's how you, you need to have focus a focused mindset to to make sure that you are able to be successful in this role yeah nice i like that then we have the role of writer yeah which i also think that's super super interesting how and what kind of mindset do you need for that to be a writer i've i believe anyone can be a writer like you write to i write to free myself of certain thoughts to to give words to certain um experiences and the mindset that i do have as a writer is to to feel free and to really honor my own uh, um, uniqueness my own authenticity mm-hmm. i hope i said it right mm-hmm. and um <laughs> Um, yeah, the mindset is to be to be free, to allow yourself to create something. So to be creative. I think yeah. if I should narrow it down, I should say a creative mindset. A creative is, mindset. Yeah. What is a creative mindset? Bringing ideas to life. Yeah. That's what I feel like creation is, is bringing yeah. ideas to life and yeah, creating something. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's I think very um, that's also very interesting because that's so different to the flexible mindset, mm-hmm. to the focused mindset, and then the creative mindset. Yeah, and with creation, what you also explained is you need to bring certain experiences, emotions, etc., to life mm-hmm. by and and that's how you then write things down because mm-hmm. you just bring that to life. I just wonder how how are you being creative? That actually brings us to our next section, Mm -hmm. is the development of these mindsets. Because now that we have it clear, the flexible mindset, the um, mindset where you need to be focused for your role as a paralegal, and then also a creative mindset, Mm -hmm. it's good to understand how did you came about on on these mindsets, but also how are you developing that. So we were, we ended up with a creative mindset. Mm-hmm. Let's let's maybe dive a little bit deeper in that. How are you being creative? How are you staying creative? Well, the funny thing of it all is if, because at some point I gave myself like a project, like this is what I want to bring to life. This is my creation. Mm-hmm. And to get to that creation, you need the flexibility of 
things maybe not working out the way you want them to work out or things maybe not coming out as you thought it would come out. Yeah. And um, to get to the creation as well, you need to plan. You need to keep a vision, like focus on your your initial idea. Yeah. What was it that I, why did I want to create this? What was it that brought me to this point? Yeah. So in some way, all of those parts come together again, like when you're creating something. Yeah. Because you can be free, you can do can just do whatever you want. But if there's really something that you want to create, you're going to have to actively do something. Yeah. So you need to plan towards that execution. Exactly. If in your case, the Mm -hmm. creation is writing a short story or um, a poem or anything, you need to have that in mind. That's Mm -hmm. what you feel. Um, And then you also need to plan towards that. Yeah. Where did you, where, where do you get your input from? I get input from a lot of things. I get input from my own experiences, experiences from friends, even things that I see on TV or heard from a third party. The moment it puts me to, like, gets the thought process going, it it influences me. So everything that influences me is what I use for my writing. And um, that's, 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 I think, is very nice and beautiful that you said that because everything that you're experiencing is input for your writing Mm -hmm. so do you also have moments i think that's that's part of the process right uh do you have moments where you're like oh my god i feel this i need to write or as you said before you plan like i want to do this so which experience can i use from that how does it go do you have one or the other or do you use both? I do use both. Um, at some points, even if I'm not able to write, I might um, record it, like record mm-hmm. the words or yeah. record the thoughts so that later on, if I have the time, I can come back to those oh, thoughts. Yeah. And um, two years, no, when I was th- three years ago, when I decided I want to take it, this writing to a higher level, I followed a class, the poetry class, and that's where I learned that it's something, it's a, it's a skill, it's a talent, but it's a, it, it's a skill as well to be able to bring it to life. Yeah. And um, uh, that's where I learned, like, you need to keep writing. So even if th- there's no input or there's nothing in that day that brought me to write, we call it, we call it a free write. You just start writing, yeah. just start writing. And the most it starts with the most crazy words, yeah. but then all of a sudden it starts you get start getting into a flow, and then yeah. you start getting into a deeper emotion probably or yeah. some, a deeper thought where sh- something comes, uh, you create something again. Yeah. And amazing, yeah, I never heard about this process, and it, I understand it how you explain it immediately mm-hmm. because sometimes he, I don't know if you heard about the laugh therapy. They said yeah. start laughing. And you yeah. start laughing, you try, ha, 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 ha. And then yeah. before you know, you're like cracking up, yeah. crying. And it's real. So yeah. I think I understand what you mean. To, to become successful in your writing, you obviously use your experience. Because yeah. emotion, like that experience, you feel something you can write. Mm-hmm. But then to have, to be successful, you need to have output. And mm-hmm. output starts with planning and meaning you need to write. Just yeah. start writing. And then this process that you explained, I think, is like 
Wow, I think for a lot of listeners now, they would probably think like, okay, I'm gonna start writing now. Maybe something will flow out of it. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like any like the free ride, you can use it personally, but you can use like I'm trying to get because improve my goal. skill. Yeah, yes. I have a goal. I'm trying to improve my yeah. skill. But I feel like the, the funny thing is the moment you start writing, I, I mean, I can even start by the sun is shining and it's it's blinding me. Like yeah. it, it, this, the first sentence could be the most ridiculous thing ever, but it forces you, or I'm not going to say force, but enables maybe. Yeah, yeah. To like anything that you have been suppressing comes up. Out. Yeah. And it, like the, the thing that helps me to navigate between the roles is always to have a little bit of calmness, yeah. create calmness and then think and reassess everything. Yeah. And I, I think that the free write, just, just that writing process could just bring so many things up that you don't even know that are going on within you. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think this is very helpful. Um, And and a lot of creative people listening at this moment probably might have the same thing or might struggle with, okay, how do I, you know, sometimes you hit a wall and you don't know anymore, like how and what to do, et cetera. But Mm -hmm. this is definitely so helpful for them to understand. Okay, just do, just do. And it might not be whatever it needs to be, but it brings you into that flow. Yeah, exactly. And maybe you can use it for later or it that flow will take you through a journey mm. that you didn't expect. Exactly. But you, you, you summarized it perfectly, I think. <laughs> I don't need to use it. That's my thing. <laughs> but it's, it's a nice process to know that whatever you want or really, really want, it's in there. Yeah. But sometimes, I don't know what happens, we suppress it for yeah. some reason. Life. Yeah. yeah, and then from that you know, point of view, When it you comes are, like, out. for example, stressed because your four-year-old is, like, acting up, it can, like, buckle, like, you yeah. can close off yeah. in, like, certain other mindsets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but what you said yeah. is, is, is a key thing because being a mother, so much of me is his. My time is his. Yeah. Like he, I can even be sitting here and he'll start climbing on me and yeah. wants my attention. So there's not a lot, a lot of room to be me, to, yeah. to come to those feelings. Yeah. And that's why writing really helps me. And that's, that's even why I started like trying to get to a professional level of yeah. writing because of him. Yeah. Because I wanted him to know that he can be whoever he wants to be. He can do whatever he wants to do. Um, but the writing gave me a piece of myself back. So yeah. being able to just have time for myself, but yeah. really, really force myself to be. To use, to, yeah. to understand, to go deeper, to let those things out that we might not even know that they were in us. Exactly. I yeah. think that's so, so, yeah, interesting, beautiful and well said. And I think very digestible for everyone listening on how maybe certain things can, you know, influence you but you find a way mm-hmm. to still develop cultivate yeah. that creative mindset mm-hmm. let's go now to the paralegal part of your your life actually mm-hmm. so that's the focus mindset yeah. i love it because that's the name <laughs> of this podcast yeah um focused i love the fact that when you were describing that mindset you said you need to have vision mm-hmm. vision and that vision is combined, obviously, with the needs of the citizen, the yeah. person you're working with, mm-hmm. or, or no, and the law. Yeah. I think that's such a, it's like human meets law meets <laughs> objective, you know, like. It's a whole thing it's, brought together. It's like yeah. almost a cocktail. <laughs> 
but it is. It really is. Just wonder which cocktail that is. <laughs> a strong one. Balibre. <laughs> it's a very strong one. I can tell you that because you feel um, the vision is important because you're getting money from like the state. Yeah. The, they gave the the the, the, the count the county some money to do something for yeah. the citizens. So you're responsible for that money. So that's why your back of your mind, you have, okay, they gave this money. There's a law. That's how I can spend the money. And within those, those um, terms, you try to find a way to really help the people that are asking you something. Yeah. And so you cannot say, okay, you need money. Just take it. And go. No, it needs to go within, that, within those limits. <laughs> you yeah. be like that, you know, Robin I, I, w- <laughs> I wish I could be giving it out just like that, but it, it doesn't yeah. work like that. And besides the, the law is... It, if you translate it literally is the participation law. Yeah. It means people need to participate. Yeah. And it's so the government really wants them to have an active part in yeah, society. In society, exactly. Because yeah. we need them. Yeah. And uh so that's what you have to have in mind. So people just coming just like this, I want this, I want this, that's not that's actually not what we're trying to just give away. We're trying to educate them and support them yeah. in either changing something or changing the lives of your children. So we're there for them. We're trying to support them. That doesn't mean we're just giving things out. And that's where you get that vision. Like, why is this law here? What what was the meaning for this law in the first place? Yeah. And that's where you get a little bit of space to decide on why this person would get that money and that person would not. Yeah. Because the necessity sometimes is, is different. But for that person, it means he is going to be able to do so many more things. Yeah. So if I, if I, just um, break it down so we understand exactly, like, like make sorry. it a bit more tangible. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely understand law and people coming with needs and you're the one, you're like the, the link between the money, the law, and then also a person that has like um, certain needs within mm-hmm. their household come together. Can yeah. I see this as a, a process where someone has three children, maybe four, and needs, uh, like, it's for people with a lower income, so Mm -hmm. financially they are struggling. Is it so that she, like, the first child is going to school now and needs a laptop and comes, goes to the government uh, and asks for for 20K? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, we, we, uh, it's it's a it's a good example actually because it's one that always is on the political agenda yeah. in every county, yeah. and especially now with everything going on, children need a laptop, and like the thing that changed. No, maybe I'll go to DP if I explain like that. But the thing is, we need children to be able to go through school, and there shouldn't be a difference between them and the ones that have money to buy the laptop. Mm -hmm. So that's where we can support. Yeah, nice. Um, What we assess then is what kind of laptop and why do you need a laptop? And 20K. (laughs) 20K, no. (laughs) But it is, is, at this moment of time, you do need a laptop as a child. And it is a necessity. We see it as a necessity, but it's something that a child needs to be able to go to school. How do you navigate that? So if the mother father comes to you and asks like okay i need this money mm-hmm. do you then go through that process or do you and do you say okay yes you can get not the 20k but i we can yeah but it's, this this yeah. laptop we can give we can 
buy it, give us the receipt, or we, we pay it and you get mm. the laptop. Is that how it works? We, we, what we can do is, we, like, the, the thing is, we, we do have a policy, especially for the laptops. Yeah. But we do, maybe a, a good example is um, something we changed recently is like first, one household was entitled to one laptop. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that all the, the makes sense from all the children from 12 years growing, they need a laptop. If you, their own person, their own yeah. laptop. So yeah. if you have a, if you have ch- three children all going to the secondary school using one laptop, it's not going to it's, it's just not going to work. Yeah. So we had to reassess like that law. That law, like it was more, it's more a policy. So yeah. we had to reassess like this was our goal or aim, but at this point we're, we're telling people no, we can't give you the laptop because. Only you can only have one laptop per household, yeah. but but what does that mean for those children? Can they still participate yeah. in going to school properly? And we had so to, much yeah, like rigidness to it versus a human element. And exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we had to identify yeah, what is the, the problem, need. the need, and we had to yeah. come back. And that it, it did mean certain policies need to change, need to change, yeah. so yeah. we could provide money for those laptops. Yeah. But it was something we were able to do. So now yeah. everyone who's twelve years and up gets an own laptop yeah so it's like you need like what you said the, the need this is the need my child is going to secondary school the, it's a requirement of the school that they have yeah. a laptop and we have like we have yeah. our policy and the and the identification of that need is it like you know you and your colleagues other paralegals are identifying this need like hey they need laptops they need laptops mm-hmm. not just one um going back to the the lawmakers and saying okay this needs to change and then you really have to set up a case is that how like in dummy language it goes um yeah in the, exactly that's how actually how it goes like you have a whole year yeah. and then from december going you know how much money you have spent on certain things so that's where you can see what the need is yeah. and the signals are coming yeah. people saying my literally they bring papers where it says the school says they have to have that laptop they can lease it or they can buy it but if they buy it has to have these requirements so that's like the signals we kept on getting and then what you said that then we have to go back we have to go back to the policy makers and say i know we're getting this money from from the government but we're going to have to spend it differently wow because these means there is a human element here yeah it's not being served yeah exactly and We did like before we changed the policy, we found ways to work around work it, around it, but it was becoming so much you couldn't you could hardly even because we have you to do your work. Yeah. yeah, you can do your work and you have to report back why yeah. certain money was spent. So like we it was for both ways. Yeah. The, the law is there to help people participate yeah. and we, it needs to yeah, and, and actually only one laptop per household means from those four children in that family, three cannot participate. They can participate. Yeah. They so can, then they can do their homework. Reaching yeah. your goal. Exactly. You know, that yeah. vision of participation. And that's that's why you have to keep yeah. that vision in mind because yeah. this might be your vision. And in between, you have maybe yeah. decided we're doing it this way, but you always have to evaluate, like, is this still working? Yeah. I have another question. Yeah. And this goes, because that process, like what we did with the writing, we went through that process mm-hmm. to understand. This is very interesting to understand this process and also like which capabilities you need to have. The other question I have on this is how do you identify the need? Like the laptop example is straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come and say, okay, we need this. But do you re- 
identify or recognize when someone comes to you that there is much more they need and they can use. Because I do feel sometimes there are so many laws. Uh, nobody knows actually that this law could help them mm-hmm. to become better or financially within certain areas where, uh, because it's not communicated. It's, How do you get to that uh, holistic low, yeah. need of someone yeah. and their family? I like I like this question because this bread I always get passionate about. Like this is why I ever <laughs> yeah look like, at your face. <laughs> like, yes, now <laughs> this is why I ever why I, why I ever studied studied social law mm-hmm. because growing up in my personal world, I've seen so many people struggling to find out where do I like where do I fit in? What can I do? What can I get? And um, at the the one of the capabilities is that mm-hmm. what you said? Things you have to be able to do is really like someone might come to you and say. I need uh, a bike to get to school. Yeah. Like that's just a Very question. Simple. Just yeah. a simple question. But I need to like questioning them. Like if you get to the story behind that, it means it's not even the bike that's the problem. The problem might be, might be that they're um, uh, they need to go to a different school or like so it's always an underlying yeah. thing. Because actually, maybe the school they can go to, you can walk. You don't even yeah. need the bike. But- yeah. For some reason, they want a bike to go to that other school, and that's where you yeah. find out that there there's a problem with the school, there's a problem where, and that that's where you, as a social, like you have you have the knowledge, you have to try to make it um, transparent for them. Yeah. These are the things that are are possible, yeah. and I I don't just I'm not like I have a, I have a vision, but it's not like oh even if I know that you're not supposed to be at my department, I'll refer it to someone else. Yeah. Um, or we or even if they're like sometimes do you have people who are at our department and then they have this 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 social work and then they have this like so many people talking around for them that makes it diff- it makes yeah. it hard for them you even to, to come together maybe yes so yeah. we need to come together so you need to find a personal approach sometimes yeah um but yeah the thing the the role we we have and that's why my whole study uh, was made is to make sure that you can serve people to get closer to the laws that are for them yeah yeah, and to I, my, try to make it transparent. Yeah, I think that's that's so interesting. For you need to go deep then, because you know if I think you need to really have that part of you know understanding why people are coming to you. I think the step to take towards going taking like action like I need help is already a big step for a lot of people. Let alone then asking for a bike I think that could be like embarrassing or people could feel like ashamed or whatever and then actually then also opening up saying actually what the real problem is Mm. that it might not only be that this the bike it's more like the distance they are in trouble there they harassed maybe or they have been uh, bullied they don't want to go there but then it goes even deeper so then it comes to an element uh, of of I believe you know, you need to have like thorough, strong communication skills too. Exactly, and think um, trying to, to 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 win someone's trust. Yeah, you can force them to do certain things, but you need to try to let them know that we're really there for them. Because sometimes, oh, such a beautiful yeah, job you have. yeah, yeah. But sometimes people are 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 scared yeah. to come to the to to us because. Yeah. Of course, you have to I provide. I be scared. I yeah. need to tell you any money because yeah. this happened. But it's it's, it's 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 very sad to know that because your question is well, you asked, how do you reach those people who have those questions? It's very sad to know that only twenty percent of the people who have who who can apply for certain things apply for the things. Yeah. 
There are a lot of people who have their pride, a lot of people who feel like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it by myself. And that, that has something to say for those people as well, because it, it's a good thing to try to provide for yourself. Yeah. But we want to give them that support. That, that, that yes, there is support. Yeah. There's money yeah. to help. To, to bounce them to go to, yeah. a, to a further le- further level where they're trying to get. Yeah. And I do feel that there's where we have uh, some work to do. Yeah. To bringing it to bring it the to the people that, need that really need it. Because yeah. there's like the nice thing in Holland is there, there are a lot of social laws. There are a lot of things where people can rely on when, thing, when there's nothing. But there's so many laws. Yeah. It's hard for people even to find where they fit. Yeah. They might ask for this and they get denied. And maybe even they should, should have applied somewhere else. But if you as the one yeah. processing it don't tell yeah. them, yeah. it just I stops there. The rigidness needs to go away. Nah. Because, you know, as a society, we tend to box everything up. You have nah. a question about laptops. That's there. You have a question about the bike. It's there. Nobody, if you don't have that human element connecting it, mm-hmm. no one will see the underlying need that someone is being bullied and maybe the bullier broke his laptop and he now needs the second yeah. laptop or whatever, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't want to go to that school, so now he needs a bike too. He's like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's so many things going on and you really need to try to find to get to that point. And yeah. it's so, it's, it's yeah. work and I think um, it speaks so highly of you that you are doing this and your mindset is um can navigate so beautifully to like the part of the law Mm -hmm. and go deep to what do you need how can i help you how can i be there for you so that's rigid meets personal and then making it work yeah it's 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 beautiful if you're able to navigate through those roles and that's why sometimes you need to check yourself yeah because there are times where i became just rigid no 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 (laughs) no no no. (laughs) like hell no (laughs) exactly like no 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 it doesn't work like this but sometimes yeah that's also my next question Mm -hmm. because um what hurdles did you experience i think especially in this role Mm-hmm. Obviously, the hurdles as with a creative mindset are different. Mm-hmm. The hurt, and we talked and touched upon that. For a mom, we also touched upon that. But I think, especially in this role, hurdles in terms not not of your work, but you in this role and your way of thinking, so your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, do you mean my hurdle in in trying to? Yes, like for example, what you just mentioned is that at one point you were like in the no mindset. And <laughs> I'm becoming hell rigid. no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's that's a hurdle because mm-hmm. then you're not, you know, that passion that you wear why you studied social law, mm-hmm. it it changes into something else. Yeah. That's a hurdle. So how do you so that's how do you tackle that, you know? Yeah, I uh the first of all, you need to, um, the moment I realized that, that my mindset was starting to change, um, that's where I had to really sit with myself, like evaluate. Do I how still, did you, how did you realize your mindset changed? Before I came to this department, I worked with people who are in debt and they ask debt relief. And at some point after some years, you've, you've seen so many people 
Mm. And at some yeah. point, like someone will come to you with this story, yeah. and I'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. "Oh yeah, that's what you did." Okay, like I will. The before, human part goes out of it. Yeah, the yeah. human part goes out, and yeah. it's almost yeah. that I've heard it all before. And before even they would tell me yeah. what what your problem really was, I would already be like, "This is what we're going to do. This is the game plan." Yeah. Without really listening to the person in front of me, yeah. and that's where I real I realized like this is not the way I want to do this this job. I I could do it that way. I was still doing what I had to do. I was still working within the, the law, but I felt like the the human part faded away. Faded yeah. away because yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say it wasn't interesting anymore, but you, that's how our mind works. At some point, you feel like you've heard it all before. You yeah. think, oh, I know how this person is going to be. I know how how yeah. he navigates. I know what his problem yeah. is. And when that's it, when you're processing a lot. That's when you yeah. know you're you're. It's almost like that check machine of. Okay, yeah, and it's not tuk, tuk, it's a human, it's another family, it's not a father, a mother coming to you with a serious and who came with thing. a lot, a lot yeah. of like it takes a lot of courage yeah. to come there yeah. to sit in front of me, a, a stranger, explain. and explain the everything because at, at that, like, depth relief, we ask everything. Yeah. And for me to lose that sensitivity to people's story mm-hmm. was for me where I knew, okay, I need to do something How else. How did you change that? I just discussed with work. I just decided like I need to do something else. Like the nice thing of my, my the, what I said is it was a, a broad spectrum of laws all in the social field. So I could, I, I could easily switch. So I just did that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, what you're saying is, is so important. The moment you feel like you're not the same person or the same passion that you had for what you did, you can do a few things. And what is working for you, especially in this role, is change, make another step. Because actually, maybe you're like, you're bored or you're, you're it's not giving you mm-hmm. that umph anymore. And changing direction of your career or making a step yeah, did it, something there. It did something yeah. for me. It made me, it kept me on, my, on top of my game because mm-hmm. I did not yeah. know everything. Yeah. Things were new. So I would ah, yes, find yeah. ways yeah. to... I'll so study important. and yeah, yeah, so and, yeah, and that's where I start like the, the creation part comes again. That's where you start creating again because you're new. It's new. Yeah. You get new ideas. You get yeah. new ways to do your work, yeah. and that's where I really feel felt like I, I was getting a passion for my work again, ah, yeah. and that was important. And I think that goes for all the roles I have as a mother and uh, as a writer and as, as a paralegal. You always need to find ways to make it, I'm not going to say fun, but keep your passion. Well, Marianne, you're dropping knowledge here. (laughs) Because I do think um, recently also myself made a change and I know what kind of feeling this brings Mm -hmm. in my role, my life, etc. And you are saying it exactly how I actually feel. And now I realize, because you said it, that the change creates new energy. Mm -hmm. It does something to your brain. It pushes you to think differently. I think... For the listeners, this is this is a pinnacle moment to immediately write this down. <laughs> the moment you get in a no, 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 no yeah. <laughs> mindset or you're like bored or you're like Ugh, doing the same thing, you need change. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, you need. I, I think it's, it's a good thing to be sensitive to yeah. what's coming in. Yeah. Like how the, are you feeling? How, how are you, you feel, Yeah, how are you yeah. reacting? And the moment things become easy yeah. or become like a routine, that's for me where I've... Like, of course, everyone can do a routine, but for me, that doesn't work. Yeah. I like to be on top of my game. I like yeah. to see new things. And I think 
uh, we all as a people, we need a creative part. People might not think they are creative, but everyone is creative in a certain way. Yeah. The one may, may, might take it more serious than the other, but you need to create something. And, and I think that's also yeah. interesting because creative, you think like you're an artist, you're a writer, etc. Yeah. But even in this specific role as a paralegal where things are rigid from one end, you still need to be creative in mm -hmm. the sense of you freeing your mind to come up with new things with new solutions for you know like the way you're working or projects you're doing yeah and that that's exactly what, that's the part that makes it fun yeah. like when you, at the end of the year you get all the signals you get all the the, the data and you're like look this we have this policy and only two people need that policy yeah. and we have money sitting there going to waste yeah where here we don't have enough yeah that's where you start being creative okay how and and you have it's a the nice thing it's a process because we have to convince the, the other people the policy don't see that yeah because yeah. yeah. we're the ones in the field we're yeah. the ones that bring the, the yeah. information but back that's, that's yeah. so that your journey is so interesting because actually as a um when you started in the depth department i don't know exactly what mm. the, the role is called but you started there you got like an understanding okay this is happening this is happening you understand the process and obviously at one point you had like the hurdle of routine mm -hmm. you change you're like change i need a change and that kept you on top of your game and yeah. your mindset yeah and here in this new role you're able to connect the dots bring things back change yeah. the law help no change policies change policies yes, exactly before before we <laughs> know no, just the policy yeah, i'm a change lawmaker policy yeah. that is coming from that law exactly and therefore you're even able to go deeper and connect better to the needs of the people that yeah that need, need us yeah 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 finances etc yeah amazing wow very impressive i love this <laughs> so many no knowledge you're dropping people i hope you guys wrote something <laughs> but uh definitely the change part mm -hmm. to tackle the hurdles when you are struggling with a mindset as well yeah. i think before we round off there's one more question I have because um, looking at your roles again, mommy, paralegal, being a writer, you know, meaning being flexible as a mommy, um, focused as a paralegal, but and also like creative as a writer. Mm -hmm. The question is, how do you navigate through these roles? How do you, when do you say, okay, I'm not mommy now, I'm the writer. I'm not writer now, paralegal. Obviously, for paralegal, you have your nine to five. Yeah. So that might help. But sometimes you feel like an urge to write <laughs> when you're at work. You're like, oh, can I do this? No, yeah. How do you do that? It, 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 it's planning. And it's hard for me because I like to be a free person. I like my freedom. Mm -hmm. But the, crazy, the craziest thing is the planning is what gives me freedom. The planning is what gives me me time. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's a, like, you always, you need, it's like a cycle. You need the planning to be free and creative, but to, to get to certain things, to be rigid, you need that creativity and freedom to, to yeah. express yourself. And what helps me uh, is create calmness. So create a moment where it's just me, where I can just sit and be and, and think. And that's where the evaluation starts. And that's where I can... So do you yeah. really plan moment to sit? I do have to because of my <laughs> child. It's, it's, it's like sometimes I get lucky and I get a moment where I'm like, okay, but... But and you do nothing. You just sit. Sometimes I just have oh, wow. to because especially in this time where the children were not going to school, I was constantly getting triggers from my child. 
constant. So yeah. it was working and then the child running around. Yeah. And you didn't have it silence. Yeah. It's quiet. And you might yeah. not you might not know at that point that you need that moment of quietness. That no, yeah. nothing nothing's going on, but you need it. So for me, those moments are most of the time in the evening and I'm trying to get to get those moments in the morning as well. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's something I'm yeah. working on. But I know the moment that my son sleeps and I get everything done that needs to be done. So prepare for the next mo- next day. I just try to just just sit. No TV, nothing. Just sit. Yeah. Just be with you. Just yeah. be with me. And either even if it's just evaluating the day, like, oh, it was yeah. such a busy day. And sometimes you'll come up with a, a, a solution to get it better. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just allowing yourself to yeah. feel everything you didn't get to feel. Yeah. Th- during the day. Yeah. But that, that's my thing. Like I repress emotions, yeah. but I do feel it's very important that you use everything that, that happens yeah. to I get to know yourself. And yeah. Again, dropping knowledge, Marianne, because <laughs> that moment of rest, obviously you're sitting, but there's something very important happening within you because mm-hmm. you start processing the day. Yeah. Can, can, can anyone imagine if, you are at work and you're dealing with a father that's maybe angry because you just rejected his request for mm-hmm. some reason, or you you also feel something. Mm-hmm. Or a mommy comes and she uh, tells you it's an introduction moment you have with her, and she tells you her whole happening. Mm-hmm. It does something. Yeah. To you. And then you get home. And your four-year-old is like, mommy, mommy, mommy. And and maybe he had like a bad day and he's very energized yeah. and he needs you a bit more. Something happening within you. Exactly. And then somewhere, what do you feel? Like which? Do you feel sad, happy, angry? Do you want to uh, scream? And this yeah. moment of rest? It, it gives yeah. me that moment to realize that, nice. oh, that's why I snapped yeah. at that colleague. Yeah. I didn't, even ha- I didn't yeah. mean to snap, but... Yeah. I had that difficult conversation before and you're now you apologizing so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it, it goes like you snap at certain things and at that colleague point, if you're listening <laughs> I'm sorry for snapping at you but it, it, it really are the moments that I realized oh that's why I did what I did at that yeah. point or that's why I felt so a bit off yeah and I think emotions. in this like yeah. and, and it's not just because I'm a, uh, I'm a mother that I had this problem I think this this problem I had it before even I had a son yeah. like Pressing emotion, trying to, we're all going in automatic pilot. Yeah. So I think it's important for all of us yeah. to just really evaluate, not maybe not even your day or your week, like what works for some, for anyone. But I think that's what helped me yeah. the most to just I, keep yeah. clear on who actually I, who I am. I think that's so important. Yeah. I've also highlighted it because a lot in society is saying in professional roles, you cannot show emotions. It doesn't yeah. make you professional. Imagine if the father that starts screaming, you scream back, and then you like, you guys are at it, or that mom yeah. starts crying, you're like crying together. Obviously, it can <laughs> happen, but people can say hmm, that's not professional. Yeah. And then you're buckling it up, you're pushing it up, pushing mm-hmm. it down, and that that is like, uh, you know, you're trying to hold the ball on the water, and every time you're holding it, it will pop up from it there, will, it will pop, pop up from there, it will pop up. Yeah, I can feel the pop up, it will pop up in your face. <laughs> that's very, that's like, we laugh, but that's also like. A lot of what people have nowadays called burnout, feeling mm-hmm. down, depression mm-hmm. comes from things you're actually you, you're not feeling, but you cannot deal with it. You don't give it a space. Yeah. So this lesson that you're giving us, this knowledge that you're dropping is... I'm uh, glad I'm dropping something. <laughs> <laughs> you're dropping a lot, girl. 
So. Um, and I want to thank you for that. Amazing. Um, amazing to see how you're navigating through these roles. And again, have so much, much appreciation for you and love to hear more about you. So hopefully in the future, we can have another session. <laughs> um, however, before we end this uh, podcast, this session, mm-hmm. I would love you to give like three key learnings in your life could be around your mindset could be anything just something that you say to the listeners if you want to be successful or if you want to grow in life these are the three things that you would need to do well i feel like i'm still learning and processing but the thing that i will give my my big and foremost advice would be know that you can always learn more So you might have talents, you might be good in certain things, but you can always be better. Um, so yeah, keep it's, learning. Yeah. Don't don't stop learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's my personal thing. But I think planning, mm-hmm. and it could be the craziest things, but plan, plan, plan as much as you can, and always leave room for things that come up because we live yeah. in a world we, we don't flexible. like yeah. we've all seen now yeah. we don't control anything so we need to be flexible in a certain way but the things that are important for you plan them and prioritize them because yeah. the craziest thing is sometimes the things that are important to us we don't do them because we feel like we don't have time but when you start planning them that's where the things that are n- yeah not important to you will fall off so yeah. planning is key is key i'm yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. But I think that's the thing that has helped me recently yeah. the most. Um, and the last part, I almost want to drop four, but I'll I'll say, Ooh, <laughs> no. can we get a bonus? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, evaluate. Just just give yourself time to just process things. Evaluate, and you don't need to come up with a, a solution. Just evaluate to evaluate. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. And the last thing is be kind to yourself. Bonus. 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 That's, that's, just be kind to yourself. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Marianne. I think you left the listeners with lots, lots of knowledge and you dropped it like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> just summarizing again, you know, what... You amazing person you are, a mommy, a paralegal. Thank I think you. anyone that you worked with is blessed <laughs> uh, because you won't only apply for that bike, you will go for a car and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that third laptop. Um, and also, like as a writer, it's already very beautiful talking to you. I feel so inspired what you're giving me with your words. I can't wait to read more and read things uh, from you. So definitely thank you for dropping all this knowledge and hopefully we will soon have another session. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Focus Mindset Podcast. The podcast where I interview successful people to understand how they keep their focus mindset, enabling them to be successful in life. I hope you enjoyed today's show and I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. What were the key takeaways for you? What did you enjoy the most? Or if you have any questions on the back of this episode, please do reach out. You can do so by leaving a review or a comment on the Focus Mindset Instagram account under the latest podcast post or by going to the website focusmindset.com and leave me a comment there. Again, thank you for listening and let's keep working on our focus mindsets together.